This podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the History Out of the Box team in their personal capacity. This podcast is meant for listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions, historical or otherwise, may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only, and due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. You know what I really enjoy? What? Is my diet, which consists of like 12-year-old things. Like, for our listeners right now, you can hear I'm pouring a beverage. Um, I just popped a candy in my mouth, and now I'm drinking an energy drink. And it's like 9.30 at night. Yeah, you're going to be hyped. I got to get hyped. I got to get hyped for the, for the, for the, for the fit, dude. I gotta get hi- I gotta get hyped for the crew. That's what I gotta do. I've gotta get hyped for the crew. And in my old age, at 30 years old, I've been. Oh my god! I mean, I've been through so many things. I've been through a pandemic. I've been through multiple small skirmishes of war. I've been through an economic crisis too. One which was caused by the mysterious tripling of the digits all running to zero with Y2K. The other was caused by. I don't know, craziness within the stock market and the, the the real estate market. And now, you know, I'm on the cusp of probably another one. I mean, I've been through so much in life that I think I deserve a, a an energy drink at 930 at night. Now, is that a full energy drink? Like you literally poured yes. the thing in there? And I just, so, you know my vice, Jen. My vice, one of my very, for our listeners out there, one of my vices, it happens to be Something that gives you wings. Candy. Um, candy, candy. And something that gives me wings. But one of the candies, uh, I like sour candy. And I like candies that come in patches. So I'll let you put those together without us getting flagged for some sort of weird commercial Is thing. it quilt chocolate? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm referring to. Is oh, that even a thing? Quilt chocolate? Is that even real? No, that was me trying to make a funny joke. And it didn't quite land. It was hilarious. You liked it? That was very good. That was the best <laughs> joke. I was super... I'm getting things. Uh, anyway, welcome to episode four of the History Out of the Box podcast, commonly referred to by all major historical figures in all of history and even biblical figures and scientific figures um, as the Hot B podcast, mm. the only podcast where we strive to connect our listeners with the echoes of our collective past, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. Um, just a quick note to our listeners, if you like hearing the seductive, sultry voice of my co-host, Jen... Um, her voice go ahead and subscribe subductive and seductive and sultry ss jen um i'm told someone told me the other day i have a kindergarten teacher voice is that true i don't think that's true wait before i continue wait a second we need i need to get through this for a sec if you like what you hear go ahead and subscribe we're on we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts um i'm pretty sure we're on amazon podcasts too um so yeah go ahead and subscribe so we can grow the family but yes uh, episode four now to the important part you sound like a kindergarten someone teacher. someone told me that the other day and i said what i don't think so but they were like, no, you're, you have the voice of what I would imagine like an elementary school teacher would have. Can you introduce yourself to the class and then say we're about to learn the ABCs? 
Oh, no, he put me on the spot. Okay. Just what, what would a teacher do? Hi, I'm... Hello, class. I'm Mrs. Joslyn, and we're going to sing the ABCs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe. You I don't know. Someone told 100% me that. 100% sound like a teacher. <laughs> you could be a kindergarten teacher. Well, turned out my, my day job is the furthest thing from a school teacher. Yeah. She's a... A hit woman. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So who are we talking about? We talked about what first first and second episode were revolved around Georgie. the f- original Chad, which by the way, for our listeners, sorry, we've been gone for a little bit. We've been yes, busy. We've, um, we've got some busy lives, but we're working to make sure that we, uh, we, we load up some really great episodes so that we won't be missing. Yeah. We have anymore. to talk about this. No one talks about these people. So we talked about George Washington, our mm-hmm. forgotten founding father. Part the one and part Chad. two. Yeah. The original Chad, part one and part two. Then we talked about cleopatra the most incredibly crazy woman who's ever existed who's got the most jerry springer family of all time. life not family life life too but Her i mean life like, is jerry springer it was crazy can you imagine like no no because i have the history she was like books the, to reference the kimmy k of the no the no no because no, so? kim kardashian's actually somewhat attractive oh. um <laughs> oh yeah i'm sorry gosh. cleopatra poor dude, cleo who, well well she's she's um, gone with the wind these days. She's not hearing your. She's your, dead. Yeah, All these people are dead, by the way. All these pe- guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, we are. Listeners. We are. Um, <laughs> who knows if this will change? But we will be talking about um, most of them deceased. Are dead. Most of them are dead. deceased historical figures. We don't want For them right to now. get upset. Yeah. With well, us. I don't care if they're, they're upset, dead. but they're they're yeah. dead right now. Um, who was a who was Cleopatra's like relative that was like super hot though? Super hot relative. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a cousin or something that you s- showed me, and I thought that oh, was Cleopatra. Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't her relative. You're thinking of Nefertiti, who oh. was not related to Cleopatra, no, but yeah. she was like a, you know, she was a, a pharaoh. Mm. And mm-hmm. her bust, like the, not her bust, <laughs> but her, a bust of her head that was found shows her to be, you know, a very, at least by today's standards, a very physically attractive woman. <laughs> her bust. <laughs> but nevertheless, we are not talking about Cleopatra again today. We are talking about... Elon Tesla. Just kidding. Yes. well, Nikola his, Tesla. His name is used in a lot of media these days as Tesla Motors and was named after the man, but seems like we're just going to talk about Elon Musk's favorite guy, Nikola Tesla. That's right. Is it really his favorite guy? I don't know if you just made that guy. up. I just made that up. That might be true. I did read Elon Musk's... Uh, biography someone wrote a book about him but i don't remember interesting experience just following it was around. i well it was it was interesting learn about his like upbringing and stuff but anyway yeah we're talking about nikola tesla and you, the name may be familiar to you because obviously you've seen the electric vehicle the electric ball all i know from tesla is the electric ball thing where when i was a kid and this is a this is a this is a thing that i was obsessed with for a long time so i had friends and i'm sure you had friends because we both grew up in the 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 90s, the last reasonable time in human history. And we, uh, at least my friends, were very, very obsessed with like the, lo- remember the lava lamps? They loved the lava lamps. Mm-hmm. They loved all those weird eclectic things. And then there was the electric like Tesla ball thing where it was this giant sphere and you put your hands on it and a little electric thing shot out to your fingers. And I'm pretty sure that it has nothing to do with Nikola Tesla, but I remember for some reason correlating that in my mind with Nikola Tesla. So ever since that point as a child, I've always wanted one of those things. And now I never see them anymore, which makes me think that they were a risk to children. Hmm. They're no longer produced. Well, they were uh, everywhere. I don't have the details. You should have written them on that. You should have taken unfortunately. it. Unfortunately. So you're just going to have to wonder. You, you've, You've known me and 
and been a part of my life for almost 11 that years would be what it, it, that, it, it, that this, would interest you the most that's exactly what i would have latched to it's almost you're such a dude okay that's don't that's derogatory okay so you don't sorry, know how dude. i how i choose to live my life but anyway tell me more about tesla well let's start with his young life all right he mm. was born on july 10th oh his his birthday's right around the corner about oh. a month away um in get, let me get this right smilogen smilogen that is the name of the village that is now located in modern Croatia, Smilogen. but it was in the Austrian Empire. And of course, I didn't say the year he was born. July 10th, 1856. So yeah, uh, he was number four in eventually a family of five children. And unfortunately, his older brother tragically passed away when Nikola was five years old in a horse riding accident. So he had some trauma. It was Horses and riding accidents were equivalent to the cars and vehicle accidents. Right. Well, I mean, you have very to imagine. Common, very common. You, freak accident, maybe, but honestly, a horse is a big beast. I well, love yeah, horses. Yeah, if it breaks its leg, yeah. it throws you off, and you become a human missile, and you end up where you end up. Have you ever, you've ridden horse before, right? Yeah. Have yeah. you ever been thrown from a horse? No, thank God. Yeah, I me either. Be have you ever been on a horse when it bucks up? No. Ooh, All, scary. You were on a horse that bucked up? Yeah. Wow, scary. you're smallish. That must have been well, like, yeah, you must have saw small. your life it was flash a big before horse your too. eyes. But uh, his father was an Eastern Orthodox priest and his mother is who Nikola largely indicated was where he got his eidetic memory. Now an eidetic memory is commonly known as a photographic memory. Basically, it's this rare ability for a human being to look at an image and recall everything about it immediately upon looking away. So it's cheating. No, it's genius no, it's type cheating. behavior. I wish I had an it's biological memory. cheating. I'm the type of person where you know when you go to a baseball game and they have like a tic tac toe or like a matching thing on the, you know what I'm talking about like on the, what is it called? Marquee. Thank you. I I I just you're, think to myself. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> that, and, that wait wait wait. I need to pause for a second. So that reminds me of this hilarious sports interview I saw once where this guy it was I think it's a basketball player. I can't remember his name, or it might have been. Yeah, it was a basketball player, and they had him on after the game, and I kid you not, they were interviewing him, and the, the guy fucking answered the question, sneezed, and then blessed himself, and then continued talking. So you literally just did that. That's incredible. Well, sorry about that. What I was going to say. Thank yourself again. Thank you. Yeah, thank they're... you, Jenny. <laughs> thank you. Um, I If I've had, like, a drink at a baseball game or a beer or so, something, yeah, I will... A I, light. Yeah, I've had, like, basically water beer. I will be trying to memorize the matching and I will not remember. Are you serious? Because if I, 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 you know, I, you know, I don't drink very often. That it, it affects that you much. that much. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's I wish incredible. I had an eidetic memory. Am I saying that right? Eidetic memory. You just say photographic. You don't need the photographic this memory. Is, I wish I had this a This isn't a science memory. podcast, listeners. Anyway. <laughs> Nikola Tesla had yes. a photographic memory. Yeah. He studied German, arithmetic, and religion in primary school and eventually his high school. He says later in life that his physics professor is actually who largely influenced him into becoming interested in electricity. His professor would do demonstrations of electricity in class, and he thought it was pretty As bitchin'. he said, pretty bitchin'. That's, that, that's, that's word for word. That's what he said in 18... Etched in stone. In 1870-something. Pretty bitchin'. That's where the phrase comes from. Nikola Tesla. Pretty bitchin'. <laughs> George Washington. That electricity stuff. <laughs> so we got George Washington, who was on a crazy, wild, uh, suspicious spree of disappearing people. And now we've got Nikola Tesla, who invented pretty bitchin'. Man, we are really running through oh, history. Yeah. This is great. Nikola's... 
teachers actually thought that the little guy was a cheater because he could do integral calculus in his head. Wow. Yeah, I know. But of course, he finished a four-year term in three years, as all smart kids do. He skipped a grade, you know, and he then graduated in 1873. God, I must be a fucking idiot then. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't skip a grade, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't skip many grades. That was a that was something that I was uh, actually physically restrained from doing by my 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 family. They 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 held me back. <laughs> they, it was a good time. What a match yeah, we're gonna put are. him in a little class when he's a little kid. We're gonna put him in a little crackhead kid <laughs> class. What you can't sit still? That must be the demons. You hyperactive? I would have never. Oh guessed. my god, it was out of control, and then. <laughs> Then I got introduced to contact sports. There you go. (laughs) So immediately Uh, after he graduated, Nicola got very ill with cholera. Yay, cholera. And if you don't know what cholera is, it's a waterborne disease where you would usually get it from drinking bad water. water. And it sits in your small intestine. And basically, you just have tons of diarrhea and vomiting. And the Mm. poor guy was bedridden for nine months and pretty much almost died. Yeah. Nine guys. So... Mm. Where are you gonna go? So with many this? things I could say. He had cholera. I don't think you need to say much for nine months, and that involved diarrheaing and being really sick for nine months. That's a great verb. Now I got sick a little bit ago, and I was good in a day, mm-hmm. and the entire world lost its mind <laughs> for two years because of something that would put you in bed for 72 hours if you weren't above the life expectancy rate. Unbelievable. Let me just pull that soapbox right out from underneath you and guess. let's clear it away. Okay, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> so he almost died and his parents, they were worried, of course, and his father swore up and down. <laughs> You don't say. Yeah, they, his his father swore up and down that he would uh, like release his need for his son to go and follow in his footsteps and join the priesthood. Mm. And he said if he got better, his father would send him to a very prestigious engineering program instead. Are you implying? Wait a second. So Nikola Tesla. Let me set the stage here. Tesla's dad walks in. Mr. Nick, Tesla. Mr. Tesla. Younger little guy Tesla is he's in the bathroom mm-hmm. y- y- having a time of his life. And his dad walks in and he says, Hey buddy, I know that you're dealing with this cholera thing, but you know This cholera thing. If this cholera thing ends up going away and you get off your phone, I'll send you to the prestigious engineering program. Yeah. And what happened so to the worried. cholera thing? He got better. Wow. It, it cleared right up. Are you so Wow. Cue the Owen Wilson wow. Are you inferring that Tesla may have been kidding? No. Oh okay. he was sick. The diarrhea was real, from what I can gather. I was not I was not present at the time. I was not there to make a full assessment of the situation. But from what I understand, this was a very real disease and an ailment young Nicola had for nine months. Yep, this diarrhea is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, moving on. So he eventually recovered. Uh, I'm sorry, I've got the humor of a 12 year old. And 
So he recovered. Yeah. And the Astro. Astro. Jesus. Astro, Astro. Astro. This isn't the baseball team. I know. The, the Astro Hungarian Army. Yes. Thank you. They wanted their paws on every young man they could get, right? So That's Nikola weird. dodged military service like a bat out of hell. He took off to the mountains and he literally dressed like a hunter and lived in the nature for a while. And he says that later in his life, this was a time where it was imperative for him to become a wiser and stronger man. He actually read Mark Twain. He lived mm. in the land. I guess there is some merit in running away from your problems. Live in the woods. Dear diary, it's day 875 out here in the woods. I've read Huckleberry Finn 17 times. Alas, I look back on my life. I look back on my life. And I think about all the cholera diarrhea that I had for nine months straight. Only. Yes. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just pretending to be Tesla here. Writing my memoirs. Did I, did I what? I was going to say, did you read Huckleberry Finn for school? Of course I read Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, back when we could read things that had inappropriate words in them that we can't read anymore. Yeah, I think I had to read it like... Actually, you know what? It might actually still be required reading. I think it might still be actually, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I read all the, I read all those books. All that category. I had to to read it, I think for like my 11th grade English class I read both Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. And then I also That's read, uh, what's the other one with Atticus Finch? Uh, oh. Um, Boo Radley and the, yeah, the Berry oh gosh, Tree. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I don't what, what What the heck is the name? Oh, to geez. Kill a Mockingbird. No, to, thank you. I was going to say the uh, Cuckoo's Clock. What was the, other one? What was right. the other one? Um, there's another one I read that... N- 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 no, no, you naughty. Read four books in high school. Yeah, only four. All of them <laughs> happened the to be four? really, really bad. So many of them. Um, yeah, no, that was, those were those were good American reading. If you get my my uh, my inference there. So Nicola, he's now a man. Yes, he's living in the wilderness. Six foot two. Six oh, foot two. No, okay. Hundred and forty-two what pounds. What the? F- Hundred and forty-two. For reference, listeners, I am six foot one and I weigh two oh five. Nicola was a twig. He was a very thin man. He is described as tall and very thin, actually, which were just what I just said. But yes, you could discern you that. Keep you keep answering could, your you, own you questions. You could discern yeah, that from the yeah. fact that he's six foot six two. Six two and one forty two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was elegant. He was stylish by most accounts. Light eyes and. It was described many times that he had very big hands and big thumbs, which... Well, it's because he kept holding them down by his very, like, bony hips. Well, after evading conscription from the army, he did eventually enroll in the Imperial Royal Technical College in Graz in 1875 on scholarship. So, I've got a question. So, Mm -hmm. if someone uh, evades conscription in the army, is there a period of time where the army just kind of looks back and is just like, well, you know what? He gave us the slip. (laughs) We uh, just couldn't catch him. Like, how does that work? Does he... Did he... I don't know. How? uh, This is a question I'm going to have to get answered. No clue. Sorry, I don't have the answer to that. But that is a good Because I know question. you age out of it at a certain point in time. Like, if you don't yeah. get drafted, you age out of the draft now, supposedly, quote, quote unquote. Well, sometimes I think you can you can avoid it if you have, like, a specific job or school or something. Or if you You're live in the wilderness in, yeah, that by too, yourself. Now, he earned fantastic grades, and he worked his tail off in school. The dean of the faculty actually wrote his father... And they were talking about how impressive his son was Mm. and the staff was all impressed with him. However, as so many brilliant students do, he ended up dropping out by his third year, failing all of his classes and some speculate, spending a little too much time gambling. He was boozing. He was a ladies man at the time. So what you're saying is speculative. I am a genius. I was wrong before. 
because I didn't finish school in three years. Oh my gosh. But now you're implying. I'm getting a. You I'm, and Nikola Tesla. We have, may have been friends. You you guys. Yeah. You it would have, it would have been. It would have been like. Uh, what's the other racist book that we read in high school with the tall guy, Lenny, and the the young. Oh. Yeah. Not of Mice and Men. It oh, was of Mice and Men. I would have been like his Lenny, you know? He would have oh, been like gosh. the super smart one, and I would have been like, oh, yo, <laughs> Nicola, well, what are we doing? <laughs> there you go. I, you, and, you and Nicola would have been best buddies. Why are you so small, Nicola? <laughs> well, it turns out, so he dropped out, and his family didn't hear from him after he dropped out. Why? And didn't they have cell phones back then? The cell phones weren't working at the time. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Now, it worried his family a lot. And once his father did eventually track him down in March of 1879, he was begging his son to come home and return to his education. He did, but was deported within weeks for not having a residence permit in the country where he was supposed to be with his family. So by January of the following year in 1880, two of his uncles scrounged up as much money as they could to help Nicola leave his residence and go to Prague to study again. Very generous of them. But once he got there, he was too late to enroll in the school he wanted to attend, which was Charles Ferdinand University. He didn't speak Greek or Czech, which were both required subjects for being at the school. And he did find a way to actually sit in on philosophy lectures without being an actual student at the school. You know, or getting how, graded y- at you the know class. how I know, and this might be my cynic coming out. You know how I know that we are in a very interesting time in our species is because Nikola Tesla, almost 200 years ago, showed up in Prague, mm-hmm. didn't speak any of the language, was late to enroll, but still figured out how to get into the philosophy lectures after years off from like for boozing and gambling and being a ladies' man. And now kids today are indefinite tenants of their parents yeah it's crazy world it is wild different world he lived in the world he did more in his how old do you think he was here what 20 something well let's see 24 1880 he was born in 1856 okay so he's 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 closer to my age yeah yeah so so he did more in his life just then and the life expectancy then was like 50 Wow. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Well, it's wild. Obviously, he wasn't enrolled in the school, but jobs, 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 jobs. He had a lot of jobs. Uh, in 1881, Nikola found his way into Budapest, Hungary. And there, <laughs> he worked for a stroll. Yeah. <laughs> he worked for a telegraph company, the Budapest Telephone Exchange, and he was a chief electrician there. Look at that. He got a chief electrician job. With no school or experience. Well, because school wasn't required back then to actually be like a contributing factor yeah. in society. Like they, they would teach you how to do things mm-hmm. when you got on the job. They didn't require a master's yeah. degree in five to ten years of yeah. experience. On the yeah, resume yeah, yeah, to get the yeah, yeah. Now, now they like wait for you to take all of like the what? What's the one class online that you de- Udemy? You get your degree and then you got a Udemy. You got to do all the classes that don't teach you much of anything, and then you have to watch someone do something for about twenty five years until no, you can finally. No. Be so then what enough. you need to do is you need to either intern or you need yeah. to be friends or related to someone who can yeah, get you a yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the nepotism has to tie in. But then if you, and this is like before they even consider you, this isn't even like them giving you like the internship. Like you have to intern somewhere else in order to get the actual internship at a position where they will require you to actually maybe do something. It's right. quite fascinating. 
I don't know how they're going to expect everything to operate after the system just cholera's itself to death. <laughs> well, he notably made adjustments to the equipment housed in their central station at the Budapest Telephone Exchange. He was tweaking their instruments and reportedly perfecting a telephone amplifier. Too bad he didn't patent it, which he learned to do later on in life, but... Yeah, could have been a really big deal at the time. The following year, in 1882, he moved on to Paris. He was hopping all over Europe, it sounds like. This guy was on the move. Uh, There, he got a job at the Continental Edison Company. He was installing indoor incandescent lighting across the most romantic city in the world. His section that he was sort of located in and where his work was done was called the Ivory Sursane. That might not be the pronunciation in French, but it is a part of the city. Please pardon me. I did not take French in high school, nor do I know anything except bonjour. You non-baguette-filled peasant. Baguette, yes. Um, it's a suburb of Paris, so. And with some experience under his belt and this obvious brain power, the man could do, you know, calculus in his head, his superiors at the company encouraged him to start designing improvements to their equipment as well. He was just a brilliant guy. Where, where, where did all the rules come from? That's my. Where did all the, the rules? Where the, the did rule all police. these rule police come from? That's my question. Like, I really would love to know one day how much humanity has been held back over the last fifty or sixty years because of all these rule, like these, these, these hall monitors that have come along that don't allow people to do things because they need to fulfill a checklist of like, well, you gotta put yourself into lifetime of debt and you gotta work 80 hours a week until we consider you for anything like what what it'll be interesting to see it really will be because i think there'll be a point in time where we'll actually be able to look to see where we would have been had we have not had those silly things well because here's the thing is tesla like by all accounts the very opposite end of the spectrum for tesla is he could have been a crazy maniac who didn't know what he was doing at all and people just thought that he knew what he was doing and then he just, just kind of got, got lucky away, just over got and lucky. over again that very well could be the case or he could have just been someone with a brain he definitely had a brain but i like your theory that he was just lucky just a maniac. and just making <laughs> stuff up as we went <laughs> this just is no, this is the you'll like you'll like later on in this podcast cuz we're going to talk about some stuff that's going to crack you up he was a serial maniac he was an he was a very interesting man. Yeah, that's that for Tesla sure. guy. Yeah, he's been traveling all over the place. I think we're gonna hire him. Yeah, what are his credentials? Yeah, I don't know. He said he could speak like uh, forty seven different languages, and then when I asked him to say one, he said a bunch of stuff that I didn't understand. I just assumed that it was right. So now he's like the he's the CFO of the company now. Yeah, he's my boss. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, in eighteen eighty four, it was time to go to America. Nicola immigrated to New York City in June and was working at Machine Works on Manhattan's Lower East Side. It was a bustling place compared to where he worked in Paris, but he did the same thing. He developed an arc lamp based street lighting system with high voltage and his designs were very popular, but they never actually were used due to the power that they required in the city streets. Interesting. Hmm. Well, all that glitters ain't gold though because he quit his job after nine months at machine works and no one really knows exactly why it's a big point of speculation it is noted also that the big boss at machine works was quote stingy and if a bonus was expected but didn't come that would probably really tick nicola off and it's rumored that he was promised a bonus of what's equivalent to 1.4 million dollars today for his arc light project and the reality is there's no way they had that money on hand to 
give him at all. The only real answers we have on this whole situation is what Tesla wrote in his diary during that time. And he wrote across two pages covering from December 7th, 1884 through January 4th of 1885, the words goodbye to Edison machine works. And that's it. So was it over and over and over again? Or was it just one stroke like goodbye? That's actually a good question. Because I'm talking about it now. Flip the page. Edis, Edis, flip the page, son, flip the page works. Did he do that? Or was it like over and over again like he was in trouble? Well, now I want to... Because that's hilarious. If he just kept writing it over like, and over. Like, like uh, <laughs> uh, what's, just... Jack is a good boy or uh-huh, whatever from yeah. uh, The Shining. Yeah, no, he just kept doing that over and over again. Just a ser- He was a serial maniac, Jenny. <laughs> Can you imagine? You, that would was, be so <laughs> scary. Dude, someone, someone, and this might be me, someone's going to create, someone should create a horror movie in which Nikola Tesla is the bad guy and he just keeps taking jobs that he's not qualified to do. <laughs> that would, you know what? That's actually like not a bad uh, idea. That's a hilarious idea. It's like a horror comedy. Like, oh yeah, what, why, why did the elevator crash in the, in the skyscraper? Well, we, we tasked this guy Tesla to do it. And then the elevator just kind of fell apart and then the building collapsed. And we're not really sure well, what I happened. I don't think you and I are going to know exactly how it looks because I think it's on display in a museum somewhere. So oh, they're not going to be gotta images. We got to go to a museum. Yeah, unfortunately. <sighs> but anyway, bad blood, it seems, did not end on good terms from what or, anyone can say or, or tell. Maybe he was a serial maniac. <laughs> Possibility. Possibility. There's a possibility. So the arc light system <clears throat> must have been a winner in his head. He he went on to attempt to patent the system himself without, you know, his employer. He met with the same patent lawyers that had assisted Thomas Edison with patenting mm. his work and was introduced to several businessmen who were thrilled to fund a company specializing in this type of thing. So then came Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing. Uh, his patented arc lighting system was the first implemented in the great city of Rahway, New Jersey. Great city. I'm sure you've heard all about it. Sorry to anyone listening from Rahway. That city Never still been. exists? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but the investors were growing bored of Tesla's endless need to improve the product. He always wanted to improve it. And they decided once the business was in full swing to back off from the competitive nature of manufacturing and focus only on the electric utility component. So these businessmen dropped Nikola and started their own venture, kicking him to the curb with not a dime to his name and even took his patents because he had assigned them to him to the company for stock options. So Nikola Tesla sold off his patented work to a company for stock options and they dropped him pretty soon afterwards this guy was a genius in some ways i'm sure but the one thing i will say if you are someone who has a patented idea think very carefully before you sell off well i just said i just said the greatest movie uh, trilogy in the future i just really came up with it just a second ago and i now it's gone yeah it's a sad thing Nicholas started ditch digging for $2 a day and taking odd electrical related jobs. He calls that time in his life, you know, full of hardship. It was life changing though. And his levels of education suddenly seemed all for nothing at the time. Yeah. Hmm. That's very interesting. He, uh, has lived quite an interesting life in his very, uh, 
however many years he's been alive so far. Um, but I think now would probably be a really good time to take a break. Yeah, let's so do it. I can go and contemplate this entire thing so far. Go for it. And we're back. We're back. Okay, so we basically talked about Nikola Tesla, his crazy life. Oh, he's a serial maniac taking over all the jobs in every country. He's hold, held at least 87 different positions so yes. far. None of them related, by the way. He was a doctor in one country. He was an electrician in the next. He was a, a, a doula in another country. And oh. then he was he was a, a, a construction worker in another. No prior history of experience. Nothing. Just people kept giving him jobs. He would show up. That's all accurate. He would show up. He had no experience. He would say, I'd like to work for you. And they'd say, yes, here's your pay. Start today. And that's what happened so far. And clearly back then was a time of turmoil and confusion because he went around doing things that no one knew whether he knew how to do and probably caused a whole litany of problems. Well, he also went from someone who, you know, had all this promise and opportunity and all Mm. these jobs. And then he had this really big break and then the rug was pulled out from underneath. Well, that's because he gave all of his patents back to the people that would have taken his patents had they have given, had he had given them his patents, which he did. So, well, we have news on the horizon. It wasn't all downhill from there. Nikola Tesla eventually met two men who were interested in his brain power. They were investors familiar with patenting and knew how to make a buck. So similar to the other two men he met, but these guys loved his enthusiasm about these inventions, like the thermosmagnetic motor and and thus the Tesla Electric Company, not the same as Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing. Okay, these are two separate companies. Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing was the first one that dumped him. Yeah. This is the Tesla Electric Company, and it was born in April of 1887. Their laboratory was located in 89 Liberty Street in Manhattan, and I definitely Google Earthed this. Of course you did. I did, I did. She spends her evenings when I'm asleep. There's a glue, a a glue. There's a blue glow. When you walk into our room late at night, there's a blue glow that emits from all the windows and all the crack, like the crack under the, like if you were to break into our house, you'd walk through the house and all would be dark. It would be completely quiet. And then all of a sudden you'd hear this weird, ominous, buzzing electrical sound. And you'd look under our door and there would be this blue glow and you'd open the door and there she is sitting in bed with her Apple phone an inch and a half away from her eyes. And you say, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just Googling the world. <laughs> I'm Googling. Listen, things. Google Earth is an under, under, like, underestimated. Yeah. How, who, tell it, me the it's person. It's a great way to pass the time, like mindless time passing. Sure. Tell me the single person in the world who underestimates the Google Earth platform. <laughs> and why? You. No, I don't underestimate it. I know there's great power with great responsibility. <laughs> Spider-Man taught me that. Um, Uncle Ben. It's a fun thing to do. I, just, I like it. Well, I, I like to explore. Late at night, exploring the world. That's when I'm like, my mind's <laughs> working so hard. I got to know what 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 Ye- is in this latitude and longitude of the middle of the Atlantic. It's a technological version of a peeping Tom. You do know that, Oh right? my gosh. You're I'm not looking in windows. Tom. I'm looking at... Do you at- ever look at buildings? How about cars? Yeah, but I don't see people. You don't see any people. I don't pay attention to people. I just like to um, see what places look like on the ground. Exactly okay? what a Google... Have you ever gone to a small village like on the Amazon in the middle of the... In real life? No, I've never... <laughs> no. 
and I likely won't ever go either. That, One day, maybe. Why would you? So think? I like to go on Google Earth and look. So let me get this straight. You one day would like to go to a small village on the Amazon River. I'm just saying, like, I'm interested to know what it's like there. And that's the closest I'm going to get for now is on Google Earth. It's a very interesting thing for me. Don't I'm, judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying the blue uh, the blue light that comes from our room, probably our neighbors probably think that you're an alien or something. <laughs> There's this blue glow that keeps coming from our neighbor's home, and we're well, not sure what it is. I, regardless, I had to Google Earth it where starts his, at 2 his laboratory was, okay? Is so, it still up? I mean, it's just a building. Or is it now. replaced by it's a an, Starbucks? It's like a big building. It's like a JC. There might Penny. be a Starbucks around. It's like a. What's 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 the name of that? What's the one? What's the one um, store in the UK? Uh, the grocery store. Um, Nan- is it Nando's? No. no what is it called? Uh, the grocery store. Yeah, it's like the equivalent to like like Stater Brothers or something. We went there when we were in the UK. I don't remember. Uh, not trolleys. Uh, Aldi's. Aldi's? Yeah. Aldi's a grocery store here. Oh, it is? Yeah, like down the street. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, anyway, <laughs> that just reminds me. Like, it's like his old factory is like a Target or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so Nikola developed an induction motor that ran on an alternating current, which created a better long distance and high voltage transmission of electricity. This was a huge deal. Some, some people may be like, well, what did you just say? Basically, the reason you're even able to hear this podcast or, or, or listen on whatever you're listening on a phone, a car, a stereo. An AM, FM radio. This led to an innovative electric motor design that he patented and didn't create, well, the what he created didn't create sparks or require constant maintenance and replacements, which was part of the problem at the time. This was like new tech, so obviously it was extremely expensive. It wasn't great he was basically perfecting all well, everything everything created sparks back then like literally everything you yeah. turn on your you flip a switch and sparks would come out of your any outlet in your house so well by july 1888 nicola was working on pittsburgh streetcars and improving their alternating current system as a consultant for western westinghouse electric and manufacturing company in pittsburgh he was paid two thousand dollars for a year of work which is about sixty thousand dollars in today today's money and the biggest competitors were Westinghouse, Edison, and Thomas Houston. These companies were all out for blood at the time. Propaganda was flying around about the safety of each company's electrical currents. Isn't this funny that we're talking about electricity companies? Like, what a time. How right? is it funny? We talk about the same... We talk about makeup companies now. Yeah, in the same way. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting, it's, it's like, like time-wise, what, what changes. It's like the Apple and Samsung and, well, Google there's no Pixel. other... Yeah, and the Google phones because there's monopolies now. There's no other competition. BlackBerry and all the other phones have been pushed out. But that's the same thing. People talk... It's this... For some reason, we as like a species, we just can't get over the fact that life can be really boring sometimes so we have to occupy our time with like debating on whether uh <laughs> westinghouse edison or thomas houston offer the best electrical services well the financial uh, panic of 1890 yes there was another one every 10 it's every <laughs> every 10, ten every years, ten years. <clears throat> it, well the financial panic of 1890 resulted in the company's <clears throat> cooling off eventually westinghouse officially purchased nicholas patent for two hundred and sixteen thousand dollars as wow. a patent sharing agreement with the electrical or with the excuse me the general electric 
which is a company developed by Edison and Thomas Houston merger. But most people don't know that that GE was is the long-term brainchild of Thomas Edison. That's right. Too bad because they're really they were last time I checked really struggling stock-wise. Well, <clears throat> let's talk about wealth. Two hundred sixteen thousand. Wait a second. So two thousand dollars was equivalent to sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. Two hundred sixteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. was a lot of money. Let's just say now Nikola Tesla was independently wealthy. All right. He bounced around from laboratories in Manhattan. He gathered his staff together. He developed some of his finest work at the time, like the Tesla coil. He became a naturalized citizen of the U.S. at age 35 on July 30th, 1891. He went to the 1893 World Columbian Exposition in Chicago with Westinghouse Electric and displayed how the alternating current system works. They brought that little ball thing. Oh, yeah. I was right then. Cool. They included Tesla's induction motor and included a demonstration called the Egg of Columbus, a two-phase coil inside of an induction motor that was used to spin a copper egg on its end. So... He he was known. Like, people knew who Nikola Tesla was at so, the time. He was not some unknown dude. Hmm. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, never mind. I was going <laughs> to. No. Change uh, your mind? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll keep going then. So, an investor named Edward Dean Adams was impressed by Nikola's laboratories and decided to help found a new venture, the Nikola Tesla Company. The goal. The goal was Nikola invents new stuff. That was the goal of the company. It was just basically to house his inventions. And all of his future patents were actually run through this company. But on March 13th, 1895, one of his laboratories on South Fifth Avenue in Manhattan caught fire and collapsed. Nikola actually lost almost everything. Precious notes, tests, information in that fire, including huge amounts of work that came from the 1893 Columbian Exposition in Chicago. These are his words to the New York Times after the fire. I'm in too much grief to talk. What can I say? Yeah, it was a hard time. That was was Oscar worthy. That was great. Yeah. I sounded like I was an 85-year-old man. (laughs) But it didn't stop him from working. He would be thrilled today to see what the world has created. He was obsessed with figuring out the transmission of electrical power without wires involved. He set up experimental stations at high altitude points in Colorado Springs in 1899 and was convinced other investors, he would, he would convince other investors to fund his experiments there. He was just money funneled into all these like was, was mad scientist stuff. Was he a time traveler? Maybe because he not only was he a, a serial maniac when it came to occupations, but this guy like was everywhere at once. He was a busy guy all over the place. But on his 50th birthday, he demonstrated a 200 horsepower bladeless turbine. Quite the way to spend your birthday. He worked at different companies. He was always bouncing around like as a consultant. And the turbine was never quite perfect, but he did license the idea to a company that eventually found it as a very useful tool in luxury car speedometers. These are the little inventions you don't think about. A bladeless turbine. Uh, I have to imagine that, not Bugatti, that has to be... um, Rolls-Royce, Bentley. Yeah, it has to be Bentley or Rolls-Royce. Yeah. Kind of interesting, huh? Mm. Little inventions. But in 1915, a lot of stuff happened. Okay. 
Nikola Tesla. He was rumored to have refused the Nobel Prize in physics in 1915. There, well, these rumors that I'm about to tell you are, quote, unsubstantiated, according to the Nobel Foundation, at least. But both Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison, who were rivals, were nominated for this Nobel Prize in physics, and they were supposed to accept it together. They were lovers. Who knows? That's That's why he couldn't accept it. Well, it was rumored that they both sought to devalue each other's achievements. They were vicious to one another over the prize. They basically refused to take uh, take the, the award for themselves because they would have been presented to them both and neither of them could stomach the other person getting the award too. Whose idea was it to give both of them an award at the same time? What hall monitor... Well, apparently the what, Nobel Foundation said... What hall monitor decided that? What bureaucratic bozo decided that that would be a good idea to take two intelligent individuals offer them the nobel peace prize and say no 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 normally we would give it to one person but this year both of you are going to share it who would do that where is that person probably where, dead where's their brain where's their mind unless they're like we're very young at the time and they're very old they today. were five so they're like <laughs> they're dead there's no way they'd be alive <laughs> there's no way yeah, true. Well, the money ran dry eventually. By 1925, after hopping from office space to office space, Nikola Tesla was effectively bankrupt. Yeah, he went broke because he kept traveling everywhere. His patents had run out. His inventions were not tearing up the scene like they used to. And his last patent was in 1928. It was for a biplane design capable of vertical takeoff and landing. It resembles the V-22 Osprey used by the U.S. military. Oh, and the today. U.S. military didn't have to pay him for that idea. You well, know what I was going to say? He did patent it. Yeah, but they, but yeah, you would have gotten a lot more money now had it have been patented about 20 years ago. Um, you know what I was going to say? Is I was going to say, I wonder how many people who are geniuses decided to take some of Tesla's electrical ideas and expound upon them. That's what I was going to say. Well, that's what patenting is, you know, I know. the patenting little adding, yeah. adding, yeah. adding, adding. Copywriting and adding and stealing and copywriting <laughs> and stealing and adding and copywriting and stealing and stealing and adding and stealing and then saying it was your idea, but stealing while giving the idea to other people who steal it. Everything starts somewhere. Because it's stolen. Well, let's <clears throat> talk about his living situation. A little bit. Because as you can tell, we've talked about like 17 different places he's lived. He's hopped around again and again and again and again. He lived at the Waldorf Astoria in NYC for a bit of a time. That is actually still like a place people know about today. It's still very much a hotel there. And then he was at the St. Regis Hotel and he would run up the bill and then leave. He always left with bills unpaid at his residences. He was not a very good tenant. That's an understatement. (laughs) Yes. I know. So he did really spend all of his money on traveling because he wasn't spending it anywhere else. He fed pigeons in the park every single day. He would nurse them back to health if they were injured or sick. And, you know, I always call pigeons the rats of the sky, but that's my opinion. (laughs) He reportedly spent over $2,000, $2,000 to care for a very specific pigeon that he took a liking to. He built her a device to support her broken wing and leg. And these are his words. I've been feeding pigeons, thousands of them for years. But there was one, a beautiful bird, pure white with light gray tips on its wings. That one was different. It was a female. I only 
Nope, I had, oh, heck, oh, I fucked it up. God damn it. I have to start over again. Just kidding. Uh, I had to only wish and call to her, and she would come flying to me. I loved that pigeon as a man loves a woman. Well, wow, he loved the pigeon as a man loves a woman. I can't read it as him anymore. This makes it weird. Uh, he loved the pigeon as a man loves a woman, and she loved me. As long as I had her, there was a purpose to my life. This is a raptor we're talking about, people. A dinosaur that has evolved to be, as Jen put it, the rats of the sky. The One of the smartest individuals to live spent $2,000 to keep a crippled dinosaur with him and treat it as he would a woman. I just thought you'd find that interesting. Those are his own words. Fascinating. Very fascinating. His pigeon obsession, by the way. A pigeon obsession. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. This is, again, another understatement. Jenny. He spent $2,000 on a pigeon. Do you know how much pigeons cost? They're free. You can go and grab one on the road. You just go pick it up, bring it into your house. It's not going to know what's going on. It's going to look at you with the weird little eyes. And it's absolutely free. He spent $2,000 to keep this bird alive. Yeah. Well, like I said. I don't know whether to be disappointed or fascinated. His pigeon obsession and Mm -hmm. lack of paid bills got him evicted many times. He was evicted from several locations. And eventually his employed his his employer Westinghouse at one point started paying him a stipulation for rent but they coined it as a consulting fee so Nikola Tesla wouldn't be offended by the stipulation because Westinghouse had likely been warned that the press would be shocked if they saw the living conditions of Tesla that he was living in willingly you know pigeon poop and stuff uh, $125 from Westinghouse to Tesla was paid for housing until he passed away because they were like he lived dude. in a pigeon den <laughs> he liked a pigeons. den of pigeons he loved pigeons which plays into a lot i'm convinced now by the way that my theory about him is correct he was a serial maniac I love who how- went from employer to employer no one ever questioned him because in the 70s this was in the 1800s in the 70s you could walk into a, early a store early 1900s okay 1800s early 1900s he was born in 1850 something okay 56. so this was that he was working in the late 1800s if i in the 70s could walk into a store and say hi my name's cam i'd like a job and the person says yeah and i would say do you need any other information about me and they'd say no show up here tomorrow at 7 a.m if you could do that in the 70s i have to imagine you could do anything in the 1800s you could get away with anything back then anything at all he could have decided if in in 1912 he could have been like you know what and maybe he did. I'm going to go ahead and be on the unsinkable ship. And I'm going to go ahead and watch out for, I'm going to watch out for icebergs. <laughs> and I'm going to crawl up to the very top of the mass and then forget that I'm supposed to watch out for icebergs. That was him. He was the guy. So you're in, blaming the in Titanic the sinking? With his pigeons. He was in the poop you're deck. You're blam- blaming the Titanic ooh, sinking on ooh, Nikola Tesla and his pigeons. Ooh, ooh. What's that little birdie? What do you see? An iceberg? No, I don't see one over there. It's a pigeon watching for That's icebergs. That's how, how do you Atlantic? think he got from Europe to Pittsburgh? 
from your how do you think he did it he he crossed the atlantic on the titanic this is unknown to anyone in history crossed the atlantic on the titanic he was the guy who missed the cue to say iceberg ahoy and the the unsinkable ship sank because he was too busy grooming his pigeon right that's That's what happened that's a good good theory well he just showed up he's like i'd like to work on this boat and they'd be like do you have any experience he's like no i'm like okay you're hired well the only problem is he showed up to new york city from paris about 30 years prior Uh, documentation error (laughs) let's talk about the death ray the death ray in 1934, on his birthday, Nikola Tesla held a press conference. He held them on his birthday almost every year, by the way, that he developed Teleforce. He was a maniac his, who was also a narcissist. He <laughs> developed Teleforce. This was his death ray that could end all wars, according to him. It was called Teleforce? Yes. That's what it was called. You know what else has Tele in its name? Hmm. Phone? Teletubbies. Oh, I see the correlation. <laughs> he never revealed exactly how it worked while he was alive, but in 1894, in 18, no, 1984, 1984, the 1984, year of our Lord, his plans surfaced at a, the Nikola Tesla Museum. Someone found him, and they're now at the museum in Belgrade. It was described as an open-ended vacuum tube with a gas jet seal that allows particles to exit, a method of charging slugs of tungsten and mercury to millions of volts and directing them in streams. He chased after several big countries to gain interest in this device while he was alive. His death ray. You do know that the U.S. government probably saw that and said, we're going to create this and tell no one. Just wait. What happens? How much you want to bet the U.S. government got their hands on this? How much you want to bet Nikola Tesla's ghost? Just wait. So let's talk about, we went from the death ray and now let's talk about his death. Okay. Because Nikola Tesla is currently not alive. He loved pigeons. Of course he did. Never forget. Of course he did. Yes. Now, what he did to those pigeons in his spare time, no one is quite sure, but he definitely loved them. He loved them dearly. In fall of 1937, the 81-year-old man was crossing the street to visit the cathedral to feed the pigeons as he did every single day. A taxi cab hit him in the street and he broke three ribs, severely injured his back. He refused to consult a doctor about his injuries. So we won't really know how significant they are or were, but he definitely was hit by a car and got real hurt on the way to feed his pigeons when he was 81. And I imagine an 81 year old man getting hit by a taxi our does some damage. Our president getting hit by a taxi. Oh, like, don't say things I'm just like saying, that. That's the age group. Ugh. That's the age. Just imagine the age group there, guys. Just so saying. a few months later, January 7th, He's still alive. He had all these injuries. Didn't go see a doctor for He's them. He's 86 years old. He's 82 at this point. It, or 86. 86. I'm sorry. Sorry, 86. This was not a couple months later. This was a couple years later. He never got, he never consulted a doctor about those injuries. Some speculate it, it was like a huge issue later He got on hit life. by a fucking car. <laughs> so at 86 years old, in 1943... January 7th, Nikola Tesla died alone in the Hotel New Yorker in room 3000, or not, that's not how you say rooms, 3327. It took two, <laughs> the way I said 3, that. 3327. <laughs> yeah. He was in room 3327. 
It took two days for the maid to discover his body. Yikes. As a do not disturb sign was on the doorknob. And the cause of death was ruled to be coronary thrombosis. Thrombosis. Thrombosis, excuse me. Basically, the fat buildup of a, in the blood vessel of the heart. Well, because he kept eating the pigeons. Oh my he gosh! Had no food. Stop. <laughs> so he would be, we look little little Billy the pigeon would croak, ooh, 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 ah, ah, and then he would he de feather them and Ew. he would throw it right in a pan and boom, he's got like chicken. You say it's the rats of the sky. I say it's the chickens of New York. Okay, no, uh, the, chicken of the cave. That that's from, bats. That's Those are bats. Anchorman that's from Anchorman. Too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say that, but now we did. So, two days after the discovery of his body, the FBI seized Nikola Tesla's belongings. Of course, they did. Yeah. After analysis, it was concluded that there was nothing dangerous in his possession, except the death ray <laughs> that they stole. They stole that idea. I promise. I know for a fact somewhere like Area 51 or Area 72 or somewhere in NORAD, they have a death ray just sitting around. You know what? I bet it was Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson was the one who was like, you were going to make a death ray. And they did it. And now, along with our... This is 1943. Well, here's the thing. is They've they've got UAPs now. How, how are we to think that maybe one of them was an aerial death ray? <laughs> Just saying. On January 10th, so this would be three days after his, his body was found. New York City Mayor... Do you uh, want me to say or this? Or not... Do you want me to say the name? Sorry. First of all, let me correct myself. He died on January 7th. Yes. This was January 10th. Yes. So the day after he was found. Yeah, so he's, he's gone through rigor mortis. Yeah. A new, God, morbid. New York City Mayor Fe, Fiorella LaGuardia. Thank you. Yeah. Read a eulogy over the radio while violins played in the background for Nikola Tesla. 2,000 people attended his funeral at the Cathedral of St. John Divine, and later his body was cremated at the Ferncliff Cemetery in Ardsley, New York. Did they cover his body in the feathers of, of pigeons? the pigeons that were living in his room? Probably not. But they they're, I'm sure there were, pri- there were probably some pigeons present they at his funeral. But where's his family, Weeping. right? They're pigeons. His family were not just pigeons. His, pigeons, his family were pigeon-human hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicholas entire estate oh my gosh i'm glad you are entertained by i kept this one pigeon alive for two thousand dollars and then all of a sudden we had kids it was crazy it was oh incredible <laughs> half pigeon half human <laughs> but eight inches tall the head of humans wow. the arms and legs and body of pigeons <laughs> So Nicola's entire estate was eventually shipped to Belgrade in 80 trunks marked NT to his nephew, Sava Kasanovic. Nicola's ashes were transported to Belgrade as well and are now displayed on a marble pedestal at the Nikola Tesla Museum there. So it was, uh, you know, it was a little while before all of his stuff got shipped to his heir. All eighty trunks. Nephew. Eighty. Imagine, imagine his nephew, Sava. It's a Tuesday. He's sitting in his house. Just got back from work, and all of a sudden, this big truck shows up, here's blocks your, off his entire driveway, and proceeds to remove not one, not two, not five, but eighty trunks of his relative stuff. All of it covered in pigeon feathers. What would you do? 
Would you unpack? How long would it take to you to unpack? Just think about that. How long would it take for you to go through 80 trunks of belongings mm. and find places to put those things? Good point. What did he do with the trunks? Was recycling Probably a thing back a then? a lot of things in the museum. All the trunks, all 80 trunks they put in the museum? Mm, good question. There's probably some stuff out there that no one Recycling really wasn't a thing back then. So I have to imagine if they got rid of the trunks, they just threw them somewhere. Well, let's talk about some of the weird stuff because we haven't talked about any weird stuff yet, right? Pigeons. And weird stuff. Death rays. He was in love with pigeons, Jenny. That's strange. <laughs> I would say that's on the weird stuff spectrum. He spent $2,000 in money then. So I don't know what it equates to probably 60 grand <laughs> he spent two thousand dollars to keep this pigeon alive <laughs> a pigeon. pigeon a pigeon this is his pet that's not a pet <laughs> that's a lover <laughs> sixty thousand dollars to keep the pigeon alive jenny well we mentioned his eidetic memory his photographic memory in the beginning and it was outrageously impressive he spoke eight languages serbo croatian czech english french german hungarian italian and latin he often he spoke latin yes dead language today uh, i don't buy i don't buy that last one that's mm, he might have been able to read latin people speak latin you know Fair, you go, yeah you, but you could have you ever been latin. On, no have you ever been on youtube and heard the people speak latin no i'm gonna show you that when we get off this actually kind of cool maybe my interpretation of dead language is completely wrong i just figured it's that just not spoken anywhere i'm gonna like, learn it i'm gonna learn latin oh good luck uh so he often suffered from bright flashes of light and, and visions i don't know if he was having like migraines or what was going on with the guy but yeah so he said he was he was he was doing drugs oh my gosh he was a lifelong bachelor, no, as you can see. No, he was married to a pigeon, <laughs> Pamela. Pamela he, the pigeon. He says that his chastity helped him develop better scientific feats. Nothing to say. When you have no shame, all you can do is gain. Oh all right? my gosh! Uh, <laughs> Boy had gains. He also said once that he had felt women were superior in every way and didn't feel worthy of them until the late 1800s feminism hit the scene. And homie didn't like that at all. He was very uh, red-pilled in the 1890s, so he okay? Was, he was a simp and he was an incel. He was very Ooh, incel. He was a Vocal incel. about it. How many incels have pigeons as pets? That's a good question. Ooh. He was a... Does this... <laughs> Just turn you on, Nicola. He, well, he has no publicly known relationships except, except for the Edison. pigeon. No. Edison. He was a workaholic, but well-liked, and he did interact with others in social circles. He was described as a generous, sincere, and sweet man. He often smiled, and people described him as a blend of a scientist and a philosopher and a poet. He was just like an all-around interesting person. Yeah, I would say someone who's in love with a single pigeon that he spent $60,000 in keeping alive after it, God forbid, caught some disease or broke its leg while doing extreme sports. I would say that that's interesting. Yeah. Well, there is some controversy when it comes to a friend Nikola Tesla made in the late 1920s, George <laughs> Sylvester Virek. He was a poet, a writer, an eventual Nazi propagandist. Oh, God. He also was very vocal about his dislike for overweight people. Nikola Tesla was. And he, people who dressed in a way he didn't approve, he famously fired somebody because she was too fat, according to him. So, yeah. 
he he uh, <laughs> didn't get along with everyone, apparently. So here's the thing, though. You've alluded to this. He openly hated Thomas Edison. His words in the New York Times after Thomas Edison passed in 1931 were this. Do you want to read it or should I read it? I can read it. No, because I've been I've been Tesla. I have to redeem myself because I okay. fucked up in the last one. So these are his <coughs> words in the, in the New York Times after Thomas Edison oh, he's passed. he's old now. He had no hobby, cared for no sort of amusement of any kind, and lived in utter disregard of the most elementary rules of hygiene. Projection. His method was inefficient in the extreme, for an immersed ground had to, flipping the notes, be covered to get anything at all unless blind chance intervened, and at first I was almost a sorry witness of his doings, knowing that just a little theory and calculation would have saved him 90% of his labor. But he had a veritable contempt for book learning and mathematical knowledge, trusting himself entirely to his inventor's instinct and practical American sense. This guy sounds like a prick. <laughs> he sounds like a prick. Didn't like and, the and, guy. Well, so does Edison, but you can't, Tesla, you can't point out people's hygiene when you live in a pigeon den. <laughs> you can't do that. Well, Nikola Tesla also claimed to never sleep more than two hours per night. That's bullshit. Well, on one occasion, he did work 84 hours in his laboratory without rest. He worked each day from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. onwards. His dinner was taken at 8.10 p.m. at Delmonico's Delmonico's restaurant. Only the waiter that he specifically wanted to serve him would serve him, and he dined alone, and then it was back to work until 3 a.m. That was his routine. He walked 8 to 10,000 steps. Jeez, I'm thinking of my own life, what I need to do. He walked 8 to 10 miles a day for exercise and claimed to curl his toes 100 times a day as it stimulated his brain cells. I this tried this. Like, when I was reading this, I was like, I'm curling my toes and I'm like, that what? This sounds what? like uh this sounds like there's some tall tales tied to Nikola Tesla. Tall tales? You can't you can't live off of two hours of sleep. In the military, don't they train them to like sleep two hours, but they like break it up over increments throughout yeah, the day so or you, something like that? You, so technically, and people with a, oh, what's the disease called? It's like FFL. Um, I watched a whole video on this. There's an actual disease, by the way, which is genetic, they've determined. Um, so it's not really a disease, more like a genetic disorder, uh, in which people can't sleep. And what I mean by that is they can sleep, but their brain doesn't actually go to bed. So that never enters REM phase. And when you get diagnosed with this, you can only live for anywhere from like 36 months to a handful of years. So my thinking from this is like in the military, yes, they can train you to sleep in very small condensed periods of time um, throughout the day. So so you stay on watch and stuff like that. It's a way to do it. Um, and you can take quick you know, naps during the day to give yourself a little boost. Like I think it's what, like 15 to 25 minutes is like the perfect like power nap but you can't function hmm. on two hours of sleep a day for your entire life no well like that that, that is that is something i think he specifically told certainly. no one can that's something i think he specifically told people to get him to have this mysterious he air was about like him. rasputin he lived with pigeons we need to do an episode on rasputin okay i'm getting ahead of myself that's a good he lit we'll do the next one we can talk about rasputin, Let's next. Talk about rasputin but i'm just okay. saying like he he this guy strikes me 
as someone who clearly projects mm-hmm. because he lived with pigeons. And I'm going to keep bringing it up because that's a really disgustingly not hygienic thing to do. Well, you'll love this about him then. Because in his later years, Nikola Tesla was a vegetarian. He consumed only vegetable juices, bread, honey, and milk. Can you imagine? Yeah, so Sleeping zero two protein. hours a day yeah, and no. having no protein yeah. and living off honey, milk, no. and vegetable bo- juice. Bo- bo- Let's bologna. hope the boy was regular. Bologna. No, baloney. I don't buy it. He had to have, No, he don't buy it. He was 142 it. pounds at 6'2". Serial maniac. He kept getting jobs. Regardless of being raised Orthodox Christian, he took bits and pieces of what he liked later on in his life. He actually said he loved facets of Buddhism and Christianity and he would kind of incorporate them into wow, his life two totally contradictory theologies that's interesting <laughs> well I... that was the in that, that was that was basically it for nikola tesla but he had a very interesting sort of life huh you know i uh, cleopatra is still the uh the craziest one that i've heard mm-hmm. um tesla is strange only because he uh was seemingly everywhere and nowhere all at once and also lived with pigeons and i think there was something unspoken and unsaid about his relationship with edison plus people just kept hiring him he was a he was indeed.com's wet dream he just kept getting hired and he kept getting jobs and they couldn't stop him he had a new job every year of his life until he started his own company to which he kept having a new company every few years of his life cuz he kept uh, unbeknownst to himself giving away all of his ideas to people. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, I, I, I hear that story, like when it talked about how his patents got basically, you know, he did sell them. But you know when you hear these these things about people who like sell the rights to their name or they sell the rights. They all happen to be music artists, yeah. Well, music artists or, you know, Actors. creators. A lot of, like, I know there's this very famous one I won't talk about in detail but there's like a wedding dress designer where so that's something like that yeah happened. yeah yeah and it's it sucks so bad because you know at the time they probably weren't thinking that far ahead in the sense of what could happen down the road if a big powerful entity realizes what they can do with that kind of branding and it's crazy because people get in really tough situations where they have to basically look at their lives work and walk away from it and start all over well, this again. Is, this is why I believe that anyone, anyone at all can do something great with their life because there are so many people that I've heard stories of that are seemingly goobers and they do something silly like that and oh, all of a sudden they understood how to create the most perfect wireless system that we now depend entirely upon. Like it is very much a just kind of do what you want to and you're going to get lucky or you won't. That's really what I think it comes down to. I have no idea how to end this episode other than to say on the scale of one to to crazy, Nicola was a solid Kardashians. Kardashians? Yeah, that's about it. I, I don't have any other. He wasn't like so crazy to the point where he was like, like ah, like the Amber Heard thing. Like he wasn't that crazy, but he wasn't so not crazy to the point of being like uh, uh I don't know, like like like. <sighs> he was eccentric. That's not eccentric. No, no, eccentric is like much... someone who brings a Rubik's cube with them everywhere and solves it at any point in time. What a party that's animal eccentric. that person is! I want to be that person. Yeah, but that's eccentric. Why he... don't we own a Rubik's cube? I feel like that Do you would know be a... the algorithm to solve it? 
Um, I think I remember. I, I, I learned it once. Remember it. Yeah, I, 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 it went through one year, not the other. I think I did it one time. Yeah. And then I was like, I've accomplished it. And then I never did it again. Yeah. And I forgot. I, so I heard about the algorithm and then lost all interest in it because then it made it boring. So I just kind of put it away. Um, you know, we don't have one, but, but eccentric is someone who does that or like, likes me, like, likes anime or stuff like that. Tesla took it to another level and was living with pigeons. I think that that is just a little bit, a little bit strange. Yeah. But. You know, Not as weird as Cleopatra, though. To each their own. Pigeons. Yeah. Hey. Uh, he didn't like women. Nikola Tesla loved pigeons. Hey there. Cam here. And I just want to thank you for spending some time with Jen and I today. If you like the episode and what we're creating for you here at History Out of the Box please give us a follow on Instagram and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Music. This helps our podcast grow and allows our team to continue doing what we love. We appreciate your support and we can't wait for you to hear the next episode.